Hey friends, welcome to the Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things podcast. Are you having a bad day? Because she was, but with the grace of God, we can always start over, can't we, Eden? Jesus loves us and his love is unending, isn't it, Eden? Yes. (laughs) Jesus loves you just like he made a way and a provision for you. If you don't know Jesus, you're really missing out, aren't you, Eden? Yes. Join me today as we continue to talk about faith. We're going to go deep and talk about all of the tricky issues surrounding faith because it's been a real journey and battle and struggle for me. And I want to share my progress with you. We're going to open God's word where there is perpetual hope for our mess. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe to the Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things podcast. And if you have a bad day, be sure to remember that God loves you and it's okay to start over, isn't it, Eden? Right. We'll see you next time. Hey friends, welcome to the Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things podcast. I'm your host, Connie, and I'm so glad you're here. This is going to be kind of a personal episode. I mean, they're all personal to some extent, but I'm going to get to talk with you a little bit about um, some things going on in my family with my kids and how I am choosing to trust the Lord, to wait on the Lord, even in the difficulty. I want to start, though, by showing you, if you're watching this through video, this amazingly cute hedgehog mug. So I love hedgehogs. I also love possums. They're not rabid um, germ carriers. So I've done my homework. They're actually really, really neat little creatures. Um That's not the point, though. Stay on topic. Okay, so my sister got me this cup. She gets me hedgehog things periodically for my birthday, and this is one of the mugs I love to use. So I'm kind of up late today starting my day off. Um, I'm 19 weeks pregnant tomorrow with a little baby girl. We have decided on a name. Um, We're going to name her Robin Isabella. And we're going to call her Birdie. So I'm super excited about that. Uh, I struggle every day with um, anxiety about is she going to live? Is she going to make it? But at the same time that I am struggling, I'm also holding on to what I know to be true about God. But I want to go again and say that the struggle doesn't negate your faith. It doesn't make it. Um, invalid, but it also, your faith doesn't remove the struggle. They coexist together. And I think that they, that your struggle and your faith um, to me stand out in that, as that verse that says iron sharpens iron. Because if you look at how something sharpens, like when you have a knife and you're putting it on the sharpening block, you're rubbing it one direction and then you're taking it back and rubbing it the next direction. And so I look at our struggle and our faith as that sharpening block. We need both of them, both of them rubbing and they rub in a different way, but they rub in a way that creates a sharpness. And so as much as it's possible, remind yourself today that the struggle is a necessary part of the sharpening process. And 
we're going to have both as long as we're alive on this earth. So um, coming to a place of acceptance of the struggle and of the gift of faith is a really, um, really precious place to be uh, and a place that brings peace because then you're no longer fighting to stop something that's a necessary component of this life, which is suffering and struggle. It's just going to be present. And so our goal is to learn to work with it and let it be something that more affects the goodness that God is doing within us than the difficulty and the struggle um, and the irritation that, that it can bring into our lives. So today I want to briefly talk with you about some things that I'm going through. And then I want to, to take you to scripture and help you to see how I'm using scripture uh, to try and process and hold on to the goodness of God in um, some fairly stressful situations. So number one, I have, um, I have three daughters that are living with me now when I'm carrying in my womb, but I have Eden who's four and a half. I have Ivy who's 22 months, 22 and a half months, and then Robin. And we have had some concerns about Ivy for some time now. Uh, she's still not walking. And there's some other um, behavioral and habit-wise things that, that, that we've noticed and so we moved this past uh, Thanksgiving. We moved out of state from where we had been. So my 22 and a half month old daughter um, still can't walk. And she's got some just obvious um, things going on with her muscle tone, uh, as well as some behavioral issues um, that are creeping up that we have noticed since since around birth. Um, but they just never have really improved. And so we moved uh, out of state, which kind of put a halt to our being able to see providers, specialists. And we finally got back um, and was we were able to take her to a neurologist. And we have learned that it's most likely CP. Uh, CP is cerebral palsy. And she's going to have to have um, a couple fairly invasive procedures for a 22 and a half month old baby because it will like an MRI for an adult wouldn't require uh, general anesthesia, but for someone her age, it will, and that carries risks. And then we're going to do a sleep deprived EEG as well to, pardon me, to see her risk um, of seizure. So we've got some heavy things kind of coming up it's heavy to kind of have to face the reality that um, your child has something that is heavy that they're going to have to carry, that you are going to have to try and help them carry well. Um, I think it's safe to say that, that no parent wants this to happen to their child for, for multiple reasons. And... When we go to the doctor, it's a pretty much all day ordeal because we're traveling um, over an hour to get there and then have the um, the appointment and then traveling back. So there's just a lot of stress in that. There's a lot of stress in hearing that that's 
most likely what's going on. There isn't a cure for cerebral palsy. Um, it's not something where we want or we're thrilled about. So I guess it's it's hard and trying to settle into the heart again, trying to settle into the unknowns. We have very small bits and pieces of a puzzle. And oftentimes in a generalized sense, life can be a lot of different pieces where when we evaluate them and we analyze them, we think this isn't really what I wanted. And I don't really have all of the answers that I feel like I need. I don't have all of the details uh, that I feel like would give me security. And so that's where we have to go to the Lord. We either go to the Lord or we go back to the same patterns of behavior that don't produce new growth within us. They don't strengthen our um, faith and trust in Jesus. And they certainly don't position us to be in a place where we can accept who God is in light of who we are. And I realize that that's all hard. It's hard to do that. It's hard to get news that we don't want. It's hard to live in the struggle of this life. It's hard to be faced with not having the answers that we feel we need. But I can assure you from personal experience that when we give in to the Lord and we give in to who he actually is in the midst of what we're going through, we will find satisfaction and peace simply in who he is. So this verse is, I'm going to read you several verses. And the first one is Psalm 32, verse 8. It says, I, the Lord, will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. This verse is important because it is saying that the Lord, not us, not our circle of friends, not our, our collective wisdom and our degrees, but that the Lord himself will instruct you. Instructing means giving us the step-by-step -step guidance that we need. And if we're trusting him to give us the step-by-step -step guidance, then we're trusting he's going to give it to us in the right time. The guidance of the Lord and his timing cannot be separated. If you have one, you have the other. They go hand in hand. They're like a hand that fits into a glove. It then goes on to say, I will teach you in the way you should go. So having instruction is being given a a blueprint of sort. It's being given verbiage that says, "Here's what I want you to do," and you can be given you can be given instruction and not know what to do with it. And so the Lord is taking us a step further, and He is saying, "Not only will I instruct you, will I give you the steps you need to take, but then I am going to teach you 
in the way you should go. So I'm gonna give you the step you need to take, and then I am going to actually get into the mess with you, into life, into the struggle. And I'm going to teach you how to be effective in it, how to trust me, how to manage, how to tolerate it, how to bear it. I'm gonna teach you how I'm faithful in it. I mean, the list really goes on and on because the Lord in these verses within scripture, within all of scripture, when he is talking about who he is, he is telling us, there is absolutely no way I'm gonna fail you. And he covers all of these ways that he's gonna provide and care and be present for us. So he's going to instruct us, he's gonna teach us, and then he's gonna counsel us. And he's not only gonna counsel us like, oh, he's in his office and we have to make an appointment, but the verse goes on to say, I will counsel you with my eye upon you. He's our counselor. Being our counselor means he understands everything we're feeling within the struggle. He's present to bear that burden and he's got his eye on us. And having your eye on someone as a like as a mom if you you know what it's like to have your eye on your kid. You're you you're watching out for them. You they don't necessarily know, but you've got their back and you are ready to swoop in when anything gets out of hand. That's what your Father God does for you in the struggles of life. The next verse I want to read is Psalms 33, 18. And it says, Behold, the Lord's eye is upon those who fear him, who revere and worship him with awe, who wait for him and hope in his mercy and his loving kindness. So this verse, again, is just a reiteration of what the Lord does for us, but what we are called to do in seasons of difficulty and in the struggle. We are called to wait, to listen, to trust and obey. We are not, it's not dependent on us. The situation is not dependent on us. It is not because of our prayers that it gets worked out. It's not up to us. And it's not our burden to carry. It's that fine line in the middle, which is part of what the Lord will instruct and teach us, is how to live in that space where we are effectively waiting on him and trusting without taking on the responsibility of making it happen or of believing inaccurately that our prayers are the reason that things are happening or not happening. And so this verse shows us the Lord's eye is upon us. He's upon, it's upon those who fear him. And that fear is talking about that awe, that respect, that majesty that we give to God for who he is, who wait for him and hope, hoping in his mercy and his loving kindness, Believing that it's there, believing that it's going to come through even when there is no physical evidence that it is. That's what hope and faith is. It's believing in that which we cannot see, not being swayed. So friend, whatever you are facing today, I want to encourage you that the eye of the Lord is upon you. He will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go and he will counsel you with his loving eye on you. 
He is going to be with you and see you through whatever you are facing. And the struggle and your faith, they go together. That's the iron that sharpens iron. They're necessary. Don't view your season of struggling and difficulty as one of purposeless pain. Pain is a doorway, a doorway that can only be created through painful circumstances. And that doorway leads us to deeper and deeper deeper levels of understanding of who God is. And when we understand who God is, then we can experience more of who he is. Your life is precious to him. Keep holding on. Hope walks on. It doesn't give up. Hope gets up when it falls down and it continues on. When you walk in the light that you were given, you will be given more light. Thank you so much for listening to the Weed, Seeds, and Beautiful Things podcast. I hope that you will share this podcast with your family and your friends. Drop me a review and a comment in the box below. And I know that God is going to continue to use this ministry and your ministry. Because if you're alive and breathing, God has a plan and a purpose for you. Be sure to reach out on Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube at Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things. If you have a prayer request, a comment, an idea for the show, or an idea for a great guest. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time.